0: MLM Nation, episode 66. It's not your upline's fault. It's not your family's fault. It's not how you were raised. It doesn't care what environment you came from, what religion, what color you are. You know, network marketing has no bias. It doesn't care about your past. And you can determine how much value you want to put into the future.
1: If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders Do.
0: Nation, presented by your
1: host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories
0: from today's top MLM income earners.
2: MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I'm super excited to bring a power couple here today Joey McDermott and Amani Zane. Joey and Amani, are you ready to make it happen? Oh, yeah, we are ready. Joseph McDermott is a dynamic network marketing leader who was introduced to the MLM profession over 15 years ago. By the age of 21, he had built build a significant income, but his company went out of business, and then other challenges discouraged him from rebuilding another MLM business from scratch. However, even though Joey did some consulting and other business ventures, he never forgot the power and magic of leveraged income. In 2011, Joey met Amani, Amani Zane, on Facebook and was instantly drawn to her magnetic personality and exuberant nature. Amani was already committed to self-development and empowering people, so when Joey introduced her to working from home, she quickly caught the vision. After a couple of false starts, Joey and Amani found their home with their current company, and along with their business partners, Kevin and Rosami Latmore and Kenneth Hott, they became the fastest business builders to reach the rank of diamond. So, Joey Amani, I've given ML Nation just a brief intro, but please share more about your background and how you came across network marketing. Um, I'll start. Thank
1: you so much, Simon, for having us here. Uh, First of all, your show is awesome. And um, yeah, I'll start by saying, actually, Joey introduced me to the network marketing profession. Um, I was doing door-to-door, and I didn't even know who Joey was, and we were just Facebook friends. I was living here in Canada, and Joey was living all the way back home in Arizona, And he um, said, Hey, you're doing door to door, you're crushing it. So how about you take a look at, you know, a business in a box. And uh, I I don't know why, but he's very influential. And I listened. (laughs) And I loved it. And you know, so and that was my start in network marketing.
2: So I have to ask you this before Joey goes: Did, did he recruit you as a girlfriend first, or as a network marketing distributor first? <laughs> it's
1: so funny. I didn't. He wasn't in network marketing when I joined network marketing. He was still doing consulting. So I actually joined someone else's team, and he was not even involved in the profession uh, when I first joined. So he and he did and no, he did not recruit me as a girlfriend either. First, he uh, he waited. He he played it really well. He did not show any interest until later on. Um, and then that happened.
2: In, uh, in other words, he was a master at the follow-up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how do we... So I know this, we normally don't talk about this, but it's such a fascinating story. So how did he meet you on Facebook? Who's just like looking for a pretty woman. How did it happen? <laughs> oh, Joey is a genius. Not only is he
1: a great recruiter on Facebook, but like he creates friendships, and he has created... I've, I've seen him create long-term friendships, and well, we, made a, we met on Facebook, so he's that good. But... Um, No, he was actually looking to help me with my photography business and see how he can, you know, um, help with, with, you know, be a consultant basically to me. And I said, well, why are you helping me? He said, this is what I do. Of course, I didn't believe him in the beginning. But then when I saw his friends commenting and the people around him, uh, you know, they thank him on a daily basis for his uh, words of wisdom. So then I saw this is something he actually does on a daily basis, and that's how good he is. So eventually, you
2: know, <laughs> he, did the, he did the girlfriend recruiting, and then, you know, here we are. Awesome. It's like always providing value first, right? Value first. Give, give, give. Exactly. Big time. Big time. So, Joey, how did you come across network marketing at such an early age? Before even
0: 21, you were making money. How, how did that happen? So it was a it was a funny story when I first got involved in uh network marketing, you know, just to go back a little bit in my background. Um I've always been an entrepreneur. You know, at 10 years old, I uh came up with an idea to uh have Nintendo at my house and then instead of having the kids walk the Circle K, I used to charge them 50 cents to come to my house and play all the games that I had. So it was like a a lucrative little business model at 10. So I always fell in love with business. You know, at 13, I started my own candy business at 16. I had my own paper route. So I was always an entrepreneur. Um, but what's really a changing point for me was the decision I made when I was 10 years old. And to kind of go back a little bit in the story is, you know, my, my family, you know, they were addicted to drugs, you know, from, you know, 10 to 20 years old. They finally, you know, kicked the habit after, you know, 20 years old. But, um, I had a chance to really kinda of understand what a decision was at, at early age. You know, being my mom, you know, we went to uh to the grocery store not to go buy groceries like normal families do, but we actually went and uh well, panhandled for money. So we were basically begging. And I remember a guy gave us a hundred dollars one night and you know, I was so excited because I was like, Man, we're gonna have a lot of food and uh, it's just going to be amazing? So I came home from school that day, you know, the house being a wreck, you know, like I normally see it, dishes, you know, piled to the ceiling. I remember going into the fridge, and there was no food. And, you know, my heart was broken. Um, you know, I started looking in the cupboards. I was like, maybe she bought food, you know, that doesn't go in the fridge. You know, being 10, you really, you don't really understand all these things. So I remember uh, just sitting there thinking like, man, you know, my mom promised me this time she was going to buy food. And, you know, I remember at 10 years old, I had to you know, my stomach was, you know, getting the best of me. So I just started, you know, tearing up the house looking for food. <laughs> and I found way back in the cupboard some stale, you know, crackers and some old peanut butter. And that's what I ate for dinner. But I remember at 10 years old, I had a decision that I made very clearly to myself. I, I remember saying to myself, I'm never going to be uh, hungry again. Like I'm never going to live like this. I don't want my kids to ever grow up like this, you know, so, you know. It was a a decision that I made at 10 years old. And then fast forwarding, I was never good at school. So, you know, by sophomore year, I was already dropped out of high school. So I got involved in the wrong crowd. But I remember at 20 years old, I was actually in a gym uh, in Gilbert, Arizona, and a guy walked in. He said, you look like a sharp, a sharp guy. Uh, You you sound pretty like you talk pretty well. Uh, What if I could show you how to make some extra money? And I was like, "Okay." So I remember going to a meeting. And there was probably about 500 people there uh, in Arizona, and it happened to be a telecom company. And I didn't know anything that this guy was saying because he was actually one of the guys presenting. All I remember him drawing a circle on a board, talking about this is you, and one quote that stuck with me for the rest of my life. J. Paul Getty, he said, you can either go have 100% of your own effort or you can have 1% of 100 people's efforts. Right then I knew to be successful, to be rich, you need a team. And that's how I got involved.
2: Wow. Very inspiring. You know what? When we first met, you, one of the first things you said to me is like, you're from the hood, right? How, how did you escape that hood? Is it through the network marketing? How did you, because your story about your mom, that's such a touching story, that like you're hungry, starving, no food, and you made a promise you'd never really live like that. How did you, because a lot of people end up stuck there. How did you get out of there?
0: Well, it was actually, uh, it was actually pretty cool. In sixth grade, um, there was this guy from Pepsi uh well he, he was sponsored by Pepsi but he was actually a mentor uh where he would mentor kids and um I don't know what he said but he actually just got me to you know believe in myself and then um at 20 years old I actually uh, found uh, my spiritual parents um Gary and Angela Shepherd and I never went to church I never grew up in church um but at 20 years old um I remember going to a Bible study and That was really one of the things that helped me unlock, you know, all the true potential that I had in me because I lost all my entrepreneur, you know, mindset. I really wasn't, you know, I just thought, you know, I was going to work a job and, you know, just get by and be okay. But I remember my pastor working with me and really unlocking all the belief. And also, you know, I would say, you know, unlocking the, uh, the biblical sense of being a biblical entrepreneur and really helping me see that I could actually go and do anything in this world if I put my mind to it. And he was the one who really worked with me. He let me sleep on his couch at 20 years old because I moved out of my my parents' house. And I just remember, you know, from that moment on, uh, the belief that I had in myself was totally different. Um, that was really the biggest thing for me is this, you know meeting the right mentors that can help unlock those you know potential dreams that you have inside of you.
2: Praise God, that's very inspiring. Praise God. Now, when you went to that meeting with 500 people. You joined right away, you're pretty open, you wouldn't
0: notice no skepticism at all? Uh well for me, it was really just uh it made sense. I didn't know what they were talking about, but it just sounded good to me. And I wanted to always, you know, have that, you know, type of, you know, income. You know, I saw the guy, you know, what type of money he was making and I really just wanted to, you know, be better and at that point it was, you know, I guess, you know, put it, it was better than, you know, illegal pharmaceuticals. <laughs> so I had to get out of that. And, you know, there was no retired, you know, drug dealers at the time that I saw. So that was really, you know, my main driver is that, you know, this is a legal way to go out there and, you know, build a network of people all over the world. So did you have success right away, right after you joined? Or do you have struggle a bit? And what, what were no, the challenges? For the six months, uh, it was pretty hard. I mean, I got to the point where I was trying to even reinvent the wheel. You know, I went door to door, you know, trying to sell people telecom, if you can believe it, and that was the old video phone too. Uh, when that and Skype was already out at the time, so it was just a it was a funny situation going to people's house and trying to sell them video phones. Uh, so I did pretty much everything you can do wrong, and then finally I met a good mentor of mine who's actually uh, he's a VP of uh, South Asia in that company, and he actually uh, took me by the hand and actually showed me how to actually go out there and build the business the correct way. And from then, by the end of that year, I was able to uh, hit a top rank in that company and uh, was just, you know, life was never the same. You know, once I understood the principles of network marketing and, uh, you know, also reading, you know, some of the, the great books that I've read, it was one of those uh, catapult, you know, to use kind of success. It catapults you to success because you understand that if you can just follow what somebody else has done to be successful, then you can be successful. Absolutely. Now, let's
2: shift gears a little bit. Take us back to your journey where we had one of your worst moments, your most challenging, frustrating moments. And maybe it's the time when you, your company went out of business or there was another moment. But what are the lessons you learned during that time?
0: Well, I've I've had, you know, several frustrating, challenging moments in this profession. You know, there's there's always been an up and down. You know, I remember, you know, starting a company and, you know, with some people and The FTC came in because our product, you know, wasn't working. Um, I remember being at the top of the company and then the second month, you know, they closed down, you know, checks in the mail kind of thing. But I think the biggest thing was, the the biggest lesson that I've learned is to take responsibility for yourself. You know, if anybody that, you know, is listening to this from a network marketing perspective, it's not your upline's fault. It's not your family's fault. It's not how you were raised. It doesn't care what environment you came from, what religion, what color you are. You know, network marketing has no bias. It doesn't care about your past. And you can determine how much value you want to put into the future. So I remember just, you know, being a, a you know a whiner. You know, I complained about everything. Oh, my friends, they don't want this. And, you know, nobody wants to buy this. And MLM's a pyramid. And, you know, just, you know, getting into my self-pity party. And I learned, you know, through, you know, personal development and really just relying on developing the right, Attitude, you know, developing the right belief, developing the right conversation—that what I call the self-talk—that you have with yourself every day. Once you can change those thoughts, you can change your life, and that's really the biggest lesson I learned: is that you take responsibility for yourself. This is your business. Doesn't matter who brought you in. It's kind of like my uh, my wife says: doesn't take uh, your upline to make you a bunch of money. The last time she checked, they took your downline, and that's a quote from uh, I think Thomas Tedlin. Yeah. And uh, when we were at um, the uh, Dallas NPM, and that was just one of those things where you know most people they just don't take responsibility, and you know that was one thing for me is just you know finally I just stopped whining and took took responsibility and learned that lesson the hard way.
2: Hmm. So let's go to you, Amani. What would you say would, would be one of your biggest aha moments? Because you're like little, you, you know, you're in the business a little. Uh, not as long as Joe has been. What was the time when kind of a light bulb went off and then everything's made sense and then you just took off?
1: Um it was actually at a it was actually at a meeting and Joey was speaking and we had our team there and at that point I was um still a little bit skeptical about the profession. You know, you're doing okay, but you're not doing great. So I, I was, I was really skeptical and Joey would try to push me and say, just, I said, I have your back. I will, you know, I will build with you. I will do whatever we need to do, but don't ask me to pretend that I love this profession. And then I saw him speak in front of the room. And then I saw our team come forward and speak and say, you know, how this profession has changed their life, not only the products, but also the profession itself. I was so moved, you know, I, I really saw that, wow, you could really change a lot of people's lives. Um, I felt like I know my goal in life is to help a lot of people. And that's my passion. It's what I, I'm really passionate about is other people. So I said, this is one of the best ways you can help people. And that from that on, it, I, I noticed it's not about me. It's about everyone else. That was my biggest aha moment.
2: Yeah, I love that. And that's the reason why I love network marketing. It allows us, you know, it's one of the things I believe in is that it allows us to be better givers, right? Yes. Like you said, Amani. And what other profession allows us to make such an impact? And like, you definitely couldn't do it at a job. And like, you know, Joey spoke at that meeting and I don't know how many people are at the meeting, but instantly you can make a huge impact on people's lives. And at the end of the day, that's what makes you happy.
1: Exactly, yeah. If, if you are able to create so much value and and – Just a couple of days ago, we were having lunch at a friend's house and he joined our team. His wife had to leave for work. So the daughter started crying and she was crying, said, mommy, I don't want you to go to work. So I told the husband, listen you know it's our goal our we will do whatever it takes to help you make sure your wife stays home with you you know and they're excited they're ready to go but that's really what network marketing is about you know you can help people change their lives help them help families stay together, have more time and have more actual freedom so absolutely and it
2: allows us to have be better parents and most importantly not just the amount of time you spend with them but we become better leaders, right? Because we're growing through the personal development and then we are, we are raising our kids a lot better. I mean, i just thinking about, you know, if I had my kids before I did network marketing, they'd probably adopt a lot of bad habits I had, like watching TV, like criticizing. I used to be big, very big in criticizing, complaining, talking behind people's back, you know, and uh, thank goodness I didn't have kids until I started this, entered this profession. Oh,
1: that's awesome.
2: How many kids do you have, Simon. I have a, I say three, but the first one's a doggy. So, but he's like my first son, Obi. And then I have an almost two-year-old and I have a four-year-old. Oh, that's awesome. So what would you consider to be your proudest moment in network marketing? Um, Proudest moment for me, uh, wow, it's when
1: uh, really seeing my team on stage and then also um, my family, really. My mom's smile when I was able to, you know, do things that are life changing for her. Um, I saw my sister join my join this profession just this month. She was able to right away in ten days retire from her part time job. Wow! And I was just, you know, I have tears in my eyes. This is something I'm really passionate about. Seeing the new, especially the younger generation being able to succeed because we were able to, you know, share this opportunity with them. It's just, that's really, um, I'm beyond proud. It's just an honor to be able to do that.
0: What about for you, Joey? I was actually, uh, last month, uh, I was actually at my, uh, like my spiritual family's house. And I remember uh, sitting down and talking with uh, my pastor, you know, slash dad is what I call him. And I remember telling him, uh, you know, a while back, you know, when, before I left, you know, probably about three years ago, You know, when I moved out of Arizona and kind of just started traveling and going all over the place, I told him, I said, when I come back, I'm going to be at a point where I could help you pretty much do any ministry you want to do. Uh, He was the type of person where he always worked and did the ministry full time. So we did a church and he would work full time. So just imagine being a full time pastor and a full time employee, you know, of a FedEx or a DHL. He's always held high positions in different, you know, kind of companies. So I remember sitting down with him and I talked to him and I said, uh, I said, you know, what do you want to do? And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, well, any kind of ministry you want to start now, I'll help you and fund everything. And he was like, he was so shocked. He like his face, like he almost kind of like, he was just sitting there like, well, what do you mean? Like how much money are you making? I said, believe me, money's not an issue. What do you want to start and go and change the world? Because I believe, you know, the money that we make here. Is not just for ourselves, you know, it's not for just going out there and buying expensive cars and big houses, you know, you'll be able to do all that stuff, you know, as you eventually, you know, grow up and, you know, make more money or, you know, flip your investments or whatever. But my real goal is, is what can I give back to the world? You know, what can I, you know, make a difference in? And I know my pastors always had this vision of, you know, making a difference in the prison ministries and stuff like that. And he was so shocked that he couldn't give me an answer. He was like, well, just give me six months and let me think about it. Um, so it was just a proud moment to know that I could go back, you know, to my family. You know, I can you know go back to my brother and, you know, give him vacations and stuff that, you know, we've never done before. And so it's just, you know, those proud moments where you can basically give back and help, you know, and also be with your family.
2: Thank you for doing it. Thank you for giving because that's what makes the world better. And thank you. That is really inspiring. And I think that's what this, I love this profession because you hear stories like about you guys, you gals, right? Um, I, should, oh, I, should, I said the word gal. You too. That, <laughs> <laughs> I, said ga, I said gal. I said guys. I said, well, well Amani's not a guy. And I said gal, but so Joey's not a gal. So you couple that network marketing allows us to give more. And it's just very inspiring for you to give back to back to whatever ministry he decides. It's, thank you for doing that. It's inspiring. It's such a great, when I say thank you, it's like, it's, it is more about the cars and the fancy houses, right? Because at the end of the day, it's about giving that gives you the happiness and the satisfaction that, you don't get by just buying something. Exactly.
0: There's a principle that, you know, it talks about, you know, it's not how much money you make, but how much you keep. Yeah. But the biggest thing, you know, that I've been learning from a lot of my mentors, you know, a lot of them that have made a lot of money in this profession, as they get older in this profession and they've been in 20, 30 years, they start to tell you a different story. It's not about the money anymore for them. It's more about the joy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of our mentors is doing a thing, Pencil for Promises, you know, where they build these schools all over, you know, the world for these children that don't have schools and access to a school. And so this Pencils for Promise is one of those things where they go out there and build these schools in these remote. And uh, she was talking about how she just wants to give back to that organization And it wasn't about money anymore for her. It was was more about the joy that she received in giving. And I think that's, you know, maybe a lesson that anybody can learn even when you're making this type of money is that you don't have to go out there and live a lifestyle to recruit people anymore into this profession like you did maybe back in the 90s and the 80s. You know, you don't have to have the big houses and the cars because that's not what is going to attract you to your right people anyway. Those people, I think, are, you know, short term, you know, people that are just chasing after money. You know, there has to be a real reason why you do something, um, you know, like Simon Sintek said, you know, about uh, start with why, you know, with his book, you know, everything starts with why, you know, why do you do anything in life? And so I think that's you know one of those things that most people need to understand, you know, when it comes to this profession. Yeah. And you put a great point, like the whole
2: cars and the houses, it does attract people, but a lot of times it doesn't attract the right type of person.
1: Exactly. Simon, we live here in Toronto and we travel so much. We don't have a car here. And when we do need a car, we borrow my sister's uh, Hyundai. And people make fun of us saying, you're driving, a th- it's a three-door car, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and they say, you guys are diamonds and you buy a- you're driving a three-door car, get a better car. And we, ex- we, we actually, it's our proud moment saying, listen, it's not about the car. It's not about the home. Anybody can go and buy a nice car out there. You know, anybody can go and, you know, buy flashy things and be flashy. There's a bigger thing, there's a bigger goal here that we're all working towards. It's not about, you know, being flashy and showing off. You're yeah. to the wrong person, right? So.
2: And actually, and, and, I mean, there's nothing wrong with fancy, nice cars, but yeah, there is actually more character. It's harder to be, do what you do and you, know, and, you know, and resist that temptation to buy a car than to have that car, especially when you have money. Right. It, it's actually, I, I, that actually impresses me more that you're not, di- you know,
0: diamonds. You don't have a car. you had a nice car. Cause I know the temptation is, <laughs> we walked into some nice dealerships, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, I, I just don't see myself, you know, paying, you know, 2,500 a month for a car like that. It just, to me, it just doesn't seem like it's the right thing to do right now. You know, yeah. when there's so many things that else that we can do to make that money work for us, you know, even yeah. longer.
1: Yeah, I mean, investing right now is the smart thing to do. You know, we we travel a lot. We still, you know, I think we live a lavish lifestyle from a sense of traveling and the freedom that we have. But you know, it's not about being flashy right now. I'm not against beautiful bags and shoes and cars. Really, I'm not. There's a time for everything, though, and that's you have to monet, You know, you really monetize and, and you know, be in control of your money and your investments before you try to impress people.
0: Yeah,
2: I you find it very inspiring. You don't have a car. That's really cool. You know, because you're talking to someone, like someone actually asked me a couple of months ago, what was my dream car? And I was thinking, uh, I think I, I'm driving my dream car right now. I have a Chevy Suburban. And it's not like a Lamborghini or Ferrari because I'm a family person. It fits my, you know, my two boys and I can take, fit my in-laws and my parents when they visit. That's my dream car, a Chevy Suburban. So I used Chevy Suburban, too. <laughs> so, so, Joey, what's... Um, What's the one thing that excites you most about network marketing? Since you've been in the profession for a while,
0: the the biggest thing that excites me is that it's it's the lowest barrier of entry for any business opportunity out there. It's it's what I call the last free enterprise market, where you know a franchise, even a, a small franchise, it would cost you anywhere from you know fifty to one hundred thousand dollars maybe to get it started, like a carpet cleaning business, but at the end of the day, you know, when you're looking at a business, you know, which I've owned several traditional businesses myself, you know, you have to look at okay, what does it cost to start a business? So you have to look at that expense. Then you have to look at what's your break even point and then when are you going to get to profit? One thing about network marketing that's so exciting is, is that it gives the potential person to go out there and be in potential profit even when their first couple weeks or their first month or first couple months or 6 months or even a year you know how long it takes some business owners in the franchise industry to get into profit? I mean, it's anywhere from three to five to seven years sometimes. So, you know, I like the idea that this can go out there and you can basically have a business in a box and especially if your company's global, you have the ability to go out there and build a global business anywhere in the world. Uh, you can't do that on a, a small monetary, you know, budget if you want to go try to do it yourself. But with network marketing... It's one of the most lowest barrier of entries to get into a business. And I think it gives anybody the potential, you know, somebody like myself, you know, who came from a bad experience, to go out there and make the best of themselves by adding what kind of value they have in the marketplace.
2: And ML Nation, Joey's walking the walk, because we talk about you hear the you know the term any 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 person can become successful in that we're marketing, and Joey's that person because 'cause you're from the hood and you made it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I I grew up, you know, in that type of environment and I remember, you know, sitting down and talking to a lot of my friends, you know, when I did get involved in this profession and a lot of them, you know, you know, some people you just have to break away from because they're never going to get you to the place where you want to be in life. And that was a lesson I had to learn at an early age is that, you know, some of your friends, even though you're the closest friends, if they're not going in the direction that you're going, then you really do need to, you know, find some new people. You know, that quote where he talks about, you know, finding the five people that you hang around the most, you know, you're going to be the sixth one. Well, I could see where those five friends were hanging out at and, you know, where they were going. And I just didn't want to be the sixth one. So I wanted to find better people that I could be around that were going to help elevate me and take me to a better future, you know, not a worse.
2: Hmm. Uh, speaking of quotes, uh, what is one of your favorite success quotes?
0: Well, wow, I got so many of them. <laughs> But the biggest one that I really, you know, love, you know, is by Zig Ziglar is that, you know, I know this one's really overused a lot, but I I believe that people understand the power in this and they really believe this quote. I mean, it could just change their life and change the world, but it's the idea of, you know, helping, you know, a bunch of people get what they want in life and you'll get everything that you want. You know, the idea of helping people is really what we do in this profession. Like, if you don't have that in mind first, if you have money in mind or if you have, you know, cars and houses, like all that stuff, but, you know, you don't have the help. It's kind of like, you know, Corinthians 13, you know, where it talks about, you know, if you don't have love, you don't have anything, you know, but love is the key. You know, charity is the key thing in anything in life, you know, that scripture. So that's a scripture that, you know, I would say, you know, from a standpoint of that quote, you know, is the one that I really you know love the most.
2: What about you, Amani? Um, I like I, I
1: share a lot of self development stuff with my dad, and he said the same wind that will blow out a candle a, a candle flame can feed a fire, so when you 're on fire you 're unstoppable you know instead of having a little bit of passion, go out there with a lot of passion because whatever wind comes your way is just going to feed you whatever comes you know against you is just going to feed your passion and it it allows it allows that person to understand that it 's okay to be passionate to go out there and be yourself and Go for what you, what you want in life.
2: Hmm. Now, success is about habits. So what's one habit that each of you have that's helped you become successful? Oh, wow. Self-development,
1: bar to none, every single day. And uh, we reach out to our mentors when we're stuck. Uh, we reach out to people that have done it better than we have. And definitely self-development—an hour to up to six hours a day of really taking new courses, studying, reading, um, and also making videos about what we have read and share it, share it with others, so that we can even know it better. But definitely, self-development is one huge habit that if everyone just adds to their life, it just—it doesn't only change your business; it changes your life in total. I mean, my life just completely changed from uh, you know now complete compared to four years ago or even ten years ago. What about you, Joey?
0: I think the biggest thing, like if you're building in this profession, you really do need to be connecting with people on a daily basis. If you look at your ratios, you know, personal development, I think is, you know, one of the biggest things that you can do definitely every day because you need it because you need to be able to grow your mind. But if you're building your business, you need to be connecting with people on a daily basis. And that could be in multiple ways, it can be, you know, through Facebook, LinkedIn, you know, out and about. Meetup groups, you know, I don't care how you do it, but you, you should be building your Rolodex every day because I'm really your network is going to be your net worth eventually in the future. And that's what people don't understand is that sometimes they don't give it enough time because they don't have enough contact capital to go out there and build a business. And that takes time. And if you don't do that daily, you know, you're not going to be in this profession long.
2: Great. So, a couple more questions to pick your brain before we wrap up. Uh, Joey, what's the best piece of advice you ever received?
0: The best piece of advice that I've ever received is it's basically this. When you're out there on a daily basis, what is the self-talk that goes through your mind? What are you telling yourself on a daily basis about yourself? Like my mentor told me, what is it that's going through your mind? What's the playback reel that your movie's playing? You're talking about you're not good enough. You came from this area. You know, your family's always been poor. You're going to be poor. Like, you really have to get to a point where you get rid of those thoughts and replace them with good thoughts. Because if you, you're never going to be successful... If you have a block in your subconscious mind, it's just not possible because you'll continue to go in the same circle you've always gone. Even if you go and make a little bit of money in this profession, you'll be right back to where you were in the very beginning if you don't change your thoughts. So that's just the key is, you know, make sure you yourself talk what you're telling yourself on a daily basis when you're, you know, basically quiet in your room or out there and about or about to talk to somebody, you know, what's playing in that in that reel and and change it. If it's something negative,
2: what about you, Omani?
1: Oh um, I'm all about being yourself, and people tell me what does that mean? It's just being really fearless we We really don't go after what we love and what we want in life because of mainly one thing because we're afraid of what people will say, what other people will say. Um, people are afraid to go out there and you know live their the life of their their dreams because they're so afraid what others think about them you know other people's thoughts are not going to pay your bills they're not going to make you happy you cannot satisfy 100 percent of people period just go out there and live your life the way you want to live it go do the things that you want to do give yourself permission to be yourself and to be different and be happy
2: what's your favorite prospecting tool. So, for example, you met someone and they're interested to learn more about the business. Uh, what do you present to them? Do you do like a you know, webinar? you send them an online video? Do you use a newsletter, a magazine, or flip chart? What do you
0: do? You like to use? It just depends. I think, you know, depending on the person that I'm talking to, if it's somebody where uh, they need more education about their marketing, I, I really love a lot of Eric Rory's tools, you know, to be honest. I think... You know, I had this uh, idea five years ago that if somebody became the Tony Robbins of our, of our profession, you know, they were going to make a killing because there were so many hungry, uh, uneducated people out there that just wanted, you know, simple tools. And I think, you know, his Rise of the Entrepreneur CD is an amazing one for somebody that doesn't have, you know, any uh, notion of what network marketing is. Um, if not that, then, you know, I would send them to uh, a website, you know, software that we built. Uh, Where it talks about, you know, our company. And so I would do something, you know, more of that nature. But, you know, I really like to try to get people in front of a a quick, you know, informational video, and then get them on the phone with somebody, you know, that's better than you. you know, like more of a three way call.
1: And for you, Amani? Same thing, pretty much. Um, I love sending people a video and information. I don't want to be the tool. I don't, want to be the, you know, I don't want to be explaining what the company is about. I really love sending people to a video, a short video that explains it all. And then, like Joey said, we have this system throughout our team. Um, a, a three-way call is what we do after. And that's so duplicatable. It helps the
2: new person win as well. What's one of your favorite apps or online resources? Like do you use like an Evernote or a Dropbox or any other apps on your phone that you could recommend to our listeners? Uh, apps for what, basically? Uh, anything that you use, not necessarily for prospecting, but just makes you more productive, you know, or maybe more focused on the business, or for prospecting.
1: Oh, uh, notes maybe, and then the voice note. I, I make a lot of voice notes if I want to remember something um, so that I can create videos later. I use the Note app. That's, that's all I use. I know you should use Evernote. It's better, but I add my fingertips and everything's. Uh, I use Mac a lot because, um, I mean, the Mac world, so everything syncs each to each other. So for me, Notepad is the best app I use really to just write notes down.
0: I think the hottest app right now, That is going to be the next big boom, and I'm pretty sure you've already started to look into it. That's social media, though. Well, it's still an application on your phone. I mean, Periscope. (laughs) Yeah. Periscope is the hottest thing right now. Like right now, for example, people, you know, we have a call at 10 o'clock, and there will be people, you know, from 30 different countries that will listen to an opportunity kind of Periscope call that we do where people can basically learn about our company, learn about. So I I think really Periscope is something where, you know, Twitter was genius when they bought it and, you know, the way they marketed it, they just marketed correctly. And, you know, so many people have jumped on with it, you know, just like, you know, when Eric Worre sent it out to his list, I don't know how many people he has now, but probably like 10,000, you know, followers or whatever. So Periscope is one of those apps, you know, where I think is an amazing. And then another one is Dropbox. Um, You know, I use a lot of Dropbox to get files and send presentations to everybody. What's one book you could recommend to ML Nation? I'm going to tell you the biggest book that had my biggest breakthrough, and this is the one that, from the telecom company, the guy told me to go get, um, is Mark Yarnell's First Year in Network Marketing. I mean, if you want a good book to really go out and understand the principles, you know, back then, I mean, Mark Yarnell was probably one of the top-rated network marketers in the world. It's just one of those books where it just teaches you the skill set and the average skill set on a daily basis to go out there and build a network marketing business it gives you your first year and what it should look like um, i I recommend so so for books there are so many great books
1: out there and if you Google some uh, like GoPro we always recommend it but for for motivation I mean stories that motivate you to realize that no matter where you're from you can you can always um, you can always do it. you can always achieve success in uh, network marketing. I love uh, network marketing networ- network dot com I love their 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 magazines. I love their blog it's just when you need that extra motivation, you just go on there, you read a leader's story and it just pushes you and you know allows you to be um Uh, inspired again, you see, you know, you're not the only one struggling in in certain things and you read a story in networking times. We're going to be featured in that, you know, for the next issue, which is awesome. But it allows you to see that you're not alone in this profession. There are other people's uh, other people that have gone through the same thing that you have, and they are sharing their stories. So it keeps you motivated um, on a monthly basis, if you can say.
2: Thank you for sharing that. And MLM Nation, by the way, if you love audios and you like audiobooks, don't forget you can get amazing audiobooks for free at MLMNationBook.com. That is MLMNationBook.com. So here's the last question, the million-dollar question. You ready? Yeah. Let's do it. Before we go to the million-dollar question, MLM Nation, I know you want to grow your business. And I know you want to earn more income. So that's why I want to share with you something that will instantly help your business and increase your income. You already know the importance of sponsoring. And if you can't sponsor, the fact is you simply won't earn any real income in network marketing. Sponsoring is so important. And that's why I'm inviting you to a free training that will change your business forever. I want you to check out my free sponsoring workshop webinar. Where you're going to learn how to invite more prospects overcome the objections, and sponsor more distributors. You can register for this free training at www.sponsoringworkshop.com. Again, that's sponsoringworkshop.com. If you like these podcasts, these podcasts for MLM Nation and these trainings, you'll find this free webinar even more helpful. This is the training that helped me earn over a million dollars in MLM and giving me the residual income so I can be a stay-at-home dad my kids and also, have the time to give back and produce these ML Nation podcast episodes for you. This is the training, the skills that help me become successful in network marketing, and you're going to learn this at this free sponsoring workshop webinar. So here are some of the things you will learn and get. You're going to get the first step you must take before you even talk to your contact list. You're going to discover the three type of prospects and how you must talk to them differently. Okay, not all prospects are the same. They're different. You also get my proven cold market scripts. They'll help you convert strangers into prospects. These are the things that helped me. I mean, I didn't sponsor 200 people in a year, but I sponsored over 80-something people in one year. How your business grew if you sponsored 80 people in a year? You also learn how to get prospects to overcome their objections, so listen to your presentations. You know, an MLM objection, how to, you know, I don't have any money, so you're going to discover, you're going to learn all those things. And also, the best part is you get my famous six-figure close. So you can sign up prospects. And this is the same script, why it's a six-figure close, because I used it to sign up one of my party friends. This guy was a party animal, and I used that six-figure close, and he joined, and now he's a diamond director and earns me a six-figure passive income just from one person. And so you'll get the same six-figure close on this free webinar. So anyway, enough of what you learned. What you really need to do now is register right now or write this website down. It's at www.sponsoringworkshop.com. Okay, sponsoringworkshop.com. This free webinar is offered three different days. That's the cool part. It's three different days at four different times. So, they can, so that anyone around the world, because I know ML Nation, you guys are global. You can listen to it. And even better, if you don't have the patience you want it immediately, there's an option. If you go to sponsoringworkshop.com, there's an option to watch it now immediately. So you can watch it right now and learn. So start learning the skills to help me build a million-dollar ML business and go to sponsoringworkshop.com. So I look forward to seeing the training. So now you know about something that's going to help you. I had to share that with you. Let's go back to the show and to the million-dollar question. Here's the million-dollar question. Imagine you had to start all over again, and you, knew, and you knew no one. So you had no family members, no friends, nothing. But you had all your current knowledge and skills. So it's kind of like you were parachuted, or you, went, you were an alien, you went to another planet, but they spoke English. What, <laughs> what's the first thing you would do to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? Um, I w I would look
1: for people that are in sales or entrepreneurs like real estate or anything like that locally, warm market. I already know Joe is going to say social media like Facebook, <laughs> but I, I love, uh, warm market prospecting. I like face to face contact. I think that's what makes us a dynamic team, but definitely I would look for the everyday person that's working. Um, you know, that, that I can contact locally.
0: I would say, uh like amani said, you know social media is a big thing for me, it's something that I've always used, uh, but Facebook has been something where I've met you know some of the best people in the world and recruited some of the best leaders in the world using you know basically Facebook. so my thing would be is you know using Facebook to uh, find anybody in that local area, connect with them, and then take that conversation off of social media to a telephone because I think that's where a lot of people mess up. They try to recruit by sending the link through Facebook. Instead of actually taking that extra time to get on the phone and build credibility, build rapport, build trust, you know, build the idea that, hey, I'm more than just, you know, a Facebook, you know, picture. I'm actually a real person. And, you know, this is some of the things I've done in the past. And, you know, we'd love to, you know, see if, you know, you're open to finding out we can work together. So it's just more of a, you know, getting an idea of, you know, finding out who that person is. So I think, you know, for me, Facebook would be the biggest As we wrap up, do you have any last
2: words or advice? And then, what's the best way our listeners can connect with you? Uh, Thank you,
1: Simon. We appreciate you having us on here. And um, our well, the advice for the person listening to this really just go back. We we when we when especially when I speak to um, a person, I ask them, "When was the last time you sat down and started dreaming again?" Um, You know, you ask a kid um, what are your, what are your goals? What do you want to do? And they start telling you, for example, I asked my son, you know, what are your goals? What are your dreams? And he says, mommy, I want to build, I want to build the biggest hotel in the world. And, and I want to build the fastest car and I want to do this. And he goes on for about an hour. <laughs> not, not only that, he will ask me, Hey mom, one second, grab a sketchbook. Cause you're going to draw what the biggest hotel looks like. I know you're a good artist and I'm also, we're also going to draw what the biggest, you know, the fastest car looks like, and we're going to, it's going to look like this. They have such a Huge vision of where their life wants to be, and they dream. They're such good dreamers, and they're so enthusiastic. And then, you know, as we grow, we forget about that. And then, when I speak to an adult and say, "What is your, um, you know, what's, what are your goals and what are your dreams and what do you want to do?" Uh, a lot of people say, "Oh, you know, I just, I just want to make a little bit of money. I just want to be comfortable." And I have to really tell them, "Can you dig deep? Can you give yourself permission to?" really dream big and go out there and see, you know, what do you really want? Not what we're supposed to say, you know, not what you're supposed to say to make other people think that, oh, nice dream, nice goal. What do you really want in your heart and soul? You know, what's your, I call it, what's your selfish why? I have to ask people, it's okay to answer in a selfish way. What do you want for you? Because if you can't help yourself first, you can't help other people. If you don't know what you want first, you can't help others. So that's my take on it, Simon.
0: So just to echo, you know, what Amani said is that, uh, you know, really helping people understand their why. I think, you know, that's the biggest thing. You know, once you get people to understand why they're really doing something, at the end of the day, they're going to go out there and they're going to be on fire. Nothing's going to be able to stop them because you set the right expectation up front that the business is not going to be easy. And number two, you got them to their real why. So when they call you and they want to quit or they want to get to a point where they're complaining, you can just ask them a question. Hey, what happened to this? Did all of a sudden, did you just get rich and, you know, uh, you know go buy uh, that house or, you know, go on that vacation with your kids? I mean, what happened that changed? You know, because the last time you told me is that you were doing this because of this. So you can really confront people and tell them, you know, why they're doing something again. But you can find us, guys. I think the easiest place to find us is uh, Joseph McDermott on Facebook. You know, I'm always there, always on Facebook. So you can find me there. And then, you know, having uh, Amani Zane, you can find her on Facebook. And then our team website, DiamondDynasty300.com. ML Nation, you're the average of
2: the five people you spend the most time with. And today you've been hanging out with Joey McDermott and Amani Zane. So keep up the momentum and go to MLNation.net and type in Joseph or Amani at the search bar in the show notes. And all the great info, the books, all the nuggets of wisdom that Joey and Amani shared will pop right up. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So, Joey, Amani, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. ML Nation is grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much, and God bless you. I
1: appreciate
2: you Simon. you, Simon. Thank you. God bless you, too. ML Nation, I'm so happy Joey and Amani shared this story because that's why I love network marketing. You know, I love network marketing because it h- helps me fulfill my purpose to have a positive impact on people's lives but more specifically not just that but I believe why I love network marketing why I do ML Nation is because my three beliefs number one it allows us to fulfill our unlimited potential and look at Joey right a a kid from the ghetto it's such a you know almost heart-wrenching story about his mom and as a 10 year old kid he didn't have anything to eat had to eat old stale crackers and that's network marketing doesn't discriminate. As long as the hunger, desire, you can be successful. We have someone directly from the hood in Oklahoma come out of there and become a diamond director in their company. Uh, second thing is just like the second belief is allows us to be better givers. We can give more, right? Not just our, our money, but our time and like what Joseph is doing back to his, you know, his. Um, Spiritual father is so inspiring that money is no longer an issue and you know, he can support that. Just giving, giving, giving. And by the way, social media tips, you want to learn about how to track prospects online? Joey give you tons of nuggets. Number one, provide value, give, give, give. And also, you know, if you're just sending links on Facebook, that's where you screw it up. That's when you mess up because this is still a relationship business. Take the online, the social media to offline and take, you know, talk on the phone, do a Skype call because this is about relationships. And I think that was a huge lesson he gave. Um, back to my three beliefs. The third belief is, I, you know, I believe Network Marketing allows them to be better parents, create a better legacy. And just like what Joey and Mane working with the team to get that father, get the mother and the parents so that they can... Be home to the kids instead of the kid crying while the mom drops him off and the mom, the kid doesn't want the mom to go to work. So, well, it's, it's just very touching. Just you know, thank you again, Joey and Monty, for sharing, just inspiring. And I think the last lesson is remember, take responsibility about yourself, right? It doesn't matter, your company's not supporting you, you're upline, well, that's just complaining and nagging. This is your business, ML Nation. Right, don't forget it's you. People are buying you. You are the leader. You are the person people are joining. So take responsibility, take action. And the last, uh, there's so many nuggets. I keep saying last one, it seems like, but the other one was, you know, play the, What's the mental movie that's going on in your mind? What, what do you visualize? What do you see? And when you when you increase that awareness every day, like the day that you're living, every second, every minute, it's just to be something that you planned out. Like even last night, I visualize myself doing this interview in on ml nation doing this recap right now speaking at it's about like almost dinner time here right i visualized that and now it's happened and of course you know we all had negativity things happen but that wasn't part of the movie right the negativity wasn't part of the movie my problems not problem you know there's always problems with kids and stuff like that you know issues come up at home but so when those things happen hey you know, you just handle it and you move on. You go go back and play back that movie. So it goes back to your vision. What is your vision? What is your movie that you want to create in your MLM business? What's the vision, the ultimate purpose? And that's another great book that Joey talked about um, Start With Your Why by Simon Scenic. Is what's your purpose and your why? And create your whole life. You should know what your life is going to be like. You know, and. It's like 20, 40 years because you you, you may have heard of the term law of attraction. We become what we think about. So, and when you start doing that more, you'll be more aware of the negative, the self-talk. And you just say, that's not part of the plan. Bye-bye. It's kind of like the, the movie editor. Hey, that's not part of the movie. It doesn't get to go in here. Bye bye. You reject that part of the negative self talk. So, awesome episode. Please share that. If you like this episode, you know, go out there, go to mlnation.net, type in Joseph McDermott or Amani. And Joseph is just put in Joseph, J O S E P H. And Amani, A-M-A-N-A-M-A-N-I, A M A N I, A, and then M is Mary, A is an apple, N as Nancy, and I is in India. Put that in. The show notes will pop right up. They're such a beautiful couple, um, not just from the outside, but inside as well. And if you like the show, make sure you subscribe, rate, um, and review on iTunes. The reviews are really important. And share it also with your friends. Share it with them. Share it on social media. You know, if you have someone who comes from bad, in- low income, this is the perfect episode to show someone. Even a prospect. Awesome episode to show them just what network marketing do and how it can change lives. Share it. Uh, that's the best comment that you can give. And lastly... MLM Nation, I'm grateful to you. I'm grateful for you taking the time, time here, the 40 plus 50 minutes to listen to each of the shows. I appreciate for sharing it. I'm grateful to you and grateful that you give back as well to the MLM community. Because remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all.
0: Thank you so much for
1: joining us today on MLM Nation